Welcome everybody back to another episode of Rolling Credits. Um, we got whole squad here. We got Kirby, Pat, and Gums, of course. And today we're going to be talking about TV shows because you know TV shows. There's just so many of them. We had to incorporate that. We always talk about movies, but where's the love for the TV shows? So I know it's a new year, but I wanted to start off and seeing what was a show that you guys really loved um, in 2021. Was there a show that just blew your mind? Uh, so we'll start with you, Pat. Um, shows that really blew my mind in, in 2021, the ones that I, I was really, really keen into. Um, I was a big fan of the show Arcane on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. For the gamers out there that are, that are League of Legends fans, I wasn't even a big League of Legends player. I, I had watched a little bit of League of Legends before, but I didn't know much about the game. And I thought they did a really good job of creating this really cool fantasy world while making some subtle callbacks to the game for the, like, the true diehards. But also, like you didn't need to play the game to like understand League of Legends. Um, so I thought they made some pretty cool characters out of that. A lot of promise in that show. Um, and it made like a big stride, like kind of all through, um, a lot of those different communities. And I thought that was a really cool thing as well. So yeah, I think, uh, I'd go with arcane to be my favorite from 2021. Nice. I think all the time I'm, I'm going to, I always have to call back to it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> that one's just like a long time binger for me. So that's kind of my, my t- always sunny is always great. Mm-hmm. Always what about you, Kirby? Back. Um, I fell in love with, uh, only murders in the building. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen that one or saw anything about I've it. I've heard of it. Yeah. I have not. Um, so it's like a, a comedy, like mystery type show. It's got a uh, Steve Martin, Martin short and Selena Gomez. Um, so I, I'd heard somebody talking about it and like was, I wasn't really sure. Cause you know, Selena Gomez and kind of like, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> but she was great in it. Like her comedic timing is awesome in this show um it's really engaging it's got a really uh cool like really fun story um it's centered around a podcast so kind of uh kind of fits in with this whole theme so definitely watch it um and i think it just got renewed for a second season so i'm I'm stoked but it was uh it was a great show it was a lot of fun that is an all-star cast uh for me it's personally i loved yellowstone so i just started that kind of um i found it on youtube tv and I just decided to just like binge all of it and I got hooked immediately. Like Kevin Costner's the the man. It's such a good show and honestly I need some cowboy hats now. I feel like I need to become a cowboy. That is just a show that everybody and their mother, and when I tell them I haven't seen it, it's like you haven't seen Yellowstone? <laughs> and that's just one that I feel like in the past like three, four months has really kind of blown up a little. Dude, it's really good. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, you feel like you're a cowboy. You feel like you're part of that world. And it's just, it does a really good job of bringing people in. Yeah. Seth explained that how I explained love. (laughs) 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 What about you, Gums? What do you got for us? Um, Okay. I'm not going to get into any bantering just yet. Um, my favorite show of 2021, um, there was quite a few of them, um, and they're all a little different. So one of them was Swagger on Apple TV. Um, it's just about some kids that are playing basketball on like the AAU circuit, and then basically them coming up having to deal with life with like COVID and other things and going through it. Uh, solid show, just something that's near and dear to my heart since I grew up playing basketball. Um, well, another one's called Vincenzo. It's actually about a Korean Italian mobster. He's raised um, in Italy as a mobster, as an accountant, basically, as basically a hitman type guy. Um, and he goes on like this quirky, weird adventure back to Korea to steal all this gold and all this money from somebody who already died because the mobsters want to kill him Uh for some odd reason and it's actually really funny but then gets super serious and he's like whooping ass and taking names it's called vincenzo check it out it's on netflix um one of my other ones was how to sell drugs online fast season three yeah Yeah. okay i just love that it's just another overseas film that or series that like people don't talk about great uh series i hope you check that out i believe it's also on netflix so those are a few of them um those are my top three that are tied so I like it. There are so many good shows. There's a show on Netflix called Inside Job that was animated. I showed Kirby that one. We were watching that last night, actually. It's so funny. (laughs) Just about conspiracy theories. And like, it's a government organization (laughs) that like holds all these conspiracy theories. And it's just genius. Yeah. Yeah. It's like American Dad, but for government. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's a great show. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> so comes. I know you yeah. you wanted to talk about the difference between TV shows and streaming. So I, I want to hear really your hot do. take on this. <laughs> Look, I need to understand when you ask this question. What's your favorite TV series of 2021? I was like, oh man, um, I've got to go. I've got to say it's for life. Um, and you know, I've got to say it's one of these ones that I found on actual TV, not a streaming service. So I got all nervous. I was like, oh, okay, what do I got? <laughs> so I need to know from the audience or from some viewers or just from you guys alone what are we considering a tv series nowadays i'm assuming it's something on tv or cable television not something that's locked behind a paywall um that's on a streaming service you know what i mean and mm-hmm. so that's what i assume it to be and i think there's some differences there but i want to open up to you guys if you guys got questions i'll take them but i want to talk to you guys about it i think that i i think at its cores one of the hardest like things i'm having with like kind of this the argument that like things that you buy behind a paywall are not necessarily tv shows is that like some of the widely regarded like best shows of all time have always existed behind a paywall like mm-hmm. even when you talk about like hbo and showtime and them coming out with like especially the og like sopranos and the wire oh, and whatnot mm-hmm. like you still watch those on your television and cable sold you that channel mm-hmm. as like an add-on as an add-on yeah <laughs> But, Uh-oh. like, that's still a TV show. It's a series with multiple episodes and a plot device sure. with the same actors. Got them. And everything that's going on. I and just I don't call, see how I it's not those HBO show. series or, or Showtime series, right? Because when I buy cable, I buy about 50 channels. And I have mm-hmm. access to about 50 channels. So, as a consumer, I have a choice to see all 50 for this amount. Now, on top of that, I'd have to pay additionally to get select series that only hbo makes or that only showtime makes and that is where i differentiate because i say okay this is tv okay Mm -hmm. soap operas that's tv stuff on abc that's tv the drew carey show tv the late night show tv but once we get into that hey come check out hbo game of thrones for an additional 20 bucks um it's a little different including the time frames we're going from shows that were 30 minutes to fit live tv and criteria up to an hour so while you are paying for it you're paying for the higher quality the bigger budget that more cinematic feel because they do look better but i think of those as streaming um streaming shows or um that's how i've always perceived it Mm -hmm. but like so even when you were when you had cable though like Mm -hmm. you there was always different packages of cable that came with like mm-hmm. even not even just like but even with like just network stuff like there were certain cable packages like didn't come with TNT and like or with yep. like AMC and stuff yep. like that yep. but like those are typically standard cable channels mm-hmm. so like where it's like I just think the line's too blurry I, I don't know if I, I don't blurry. think if, I just don't think I think it's too blurry to make that distinction I think it's like if it's a series style show I think that's t- a TV show. Yeah, I don't think I can yeah. make the distinction between like this is a Netflix original or this is an FX only or this is an HBO mm-hmm. or so, like whatnot. Yeah, I was gonna say I think the distinction would lie where they come out where it's like here's a mini series, like a six part mini series. That's not a TV show. That's like a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll yeah. have just like a six part episode thing and that's it. No new seasons, nothing. Yeah. I can kind of get behind that. Mm-hmm. Because a miniseries exists in and of itself, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't, like it doesn't, like it's not the show didn't get renewed for another season or like they didn't like have something else there. It just had those like four episodes and then it went out of existence. It yeah. wasn't expected yeah. to have more. You know what that's called? Anything. That's called a beta. All it's called a beta. Is, it's a beta <laughs> test. TV beta. It's <laughs> saying, hey, could this work? And if it works, and that miniseries technically would get picked up by somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my miniseries got picked up by somebody. That's all that is. That's a test audience. Yeah. See, That's I think that, that um, you know, anything that has, like, seasons to it, regardless of what platform it is on, that's that's a TV show. Because, like, like the, the paywall argument um it doesn't really hold up because you still have to pay for basic cable that is a paywall mm-hmm. you don't watch that unless you're paying for it now somebody like me i don't have cable like i have no cable services i've got netflix i've got hulu um hbo max uh mm-hmm. stuff like that amazon prime and that's where i watch the majority of my television um when you say tv show the the thing that a tv show to me is something that you watch on your television because that is the 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 main focus of that 
that name. It's a television show. So the mm. medium doesn't really matter. It's It's got to be a show. It's got to have episodes and seasons. And that's that's it. That's that's my criteria for a television show. It, it would have to because that's the only way it works in a perfect world. Yeah. Because you can watch it on your <laughs> iPad. You can watch it on your phone. You said it has to be on the TV, but then you said it it has to. It doesn't matter the medium. So it was kind of contradictory. It, a little bit. I yeah, but like, it slide. Yeah, like you, slide. you get what I I'm. You get what I'm saying. It's it's. I mean, you I don't. Know what you're putting down. I don't yeah. watch can like. I, I don't. Can sit I watch and, cable? Can I watch cable now on my iPad and stuff and on my cell phone? I yeah. Think so, yeah. I don't I know. My I don't have cable, TV. so I don't know. Me, me <laughs> and share YouTube TV. I watch it on my phone all the time. I actually think that, that what kind of Kirby brought up actually kind of brings up an interesting argument about like the distinction in TV and whatnot relative to movies even. Because like mm-hmm. what Kirby said is like something that you watched on your television, right? And the the distinction there was that a movie was something you watched in a movie theater. And even with the growth of streaming services, even when Gosh. they put movies on there, they always released in a theater first. Mm-hmm. And that <laughs> was the distinction that. is it launched <laughs> in that sense. But it's, it's specifically in the past two years with COVID and what it did to the movie industry, mm-hmm. we don't do that anymore. Yeah, don't HBO do does these well, things here. This, I'm fucking, I'm doing it. We're right? going down this rabbit so hole. Now, so now, so <laughs> now, you want to go down this rabbit hole? Is it like because now you used to have made for TV movies? It yep. was its own category, Uh-oh. and like now you have big budget studios that just release their movie on Netflix or HBO. So like, oh my! If that line's well, blurred other- now, it's just getting blurry and blurry. Oh right my there. god! Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that case, Lifetime movies that have over three or four editions, like Princess Switch One, Princess Switch Three, <laughs> Switch Four, those are series. Fuck that! Those are TV yeah, series. right. Yeah. Those are not <laughs> like, TV series. Well, so like, I guess you know, a question that you guys kind of just brought up in my head here is like, is normal TV like dead? Because yes. I feel like. Normal yeah. television, all that stuff's on streaming platforms. Like Yellowstone is on um, TNT, I believe, but it's also on like Peacock and Paramount. Yeah. So like most of those viewer viewings are probably coming from the apps. Yep. So like when at what at what point does like TV cease to exist? When the uh, current older generation passes on, uh, regular TV as we know it is pretty much done. Um, I was at a, a presentation for work, and I think uh, Pat, Seth, you know Dustin, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was giving a presentation, and it's it's all about moving um, the way that we uh, use ads and the way that we find you know new customers into like the current, like uh, just just into the future, into like, into like the current century, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's talking about like. Billboards don't really matter anymore. Magazine ads don't matter anymore. Um, and mm-hmm. he posed the questions like, "All right, anybody in in you know the audience who has cable, raise your hand." It's kind of a handful of people. No, like out of like two fifty plus people, is maybe ten, fifteen. And he's like, "That is a frightening thing for cable companies because everything's streaming now." So the the whole point yeah. was you know targeting ads is going on like social media streaming. But yeah, when when you know that generation that that still does watch you know regular cable when they're gone, those cable companies are are going to be relying solely on streaming pretty much. Yeah, one thing we need to do defensively though is to stop cable companies now from selling me fucking Wi-Fi for two hundred dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, right. Because yeah. I swear Jesus. to fucking goodness, I will create my own Wi-Fi. I will put <laughs> yep. two tenders together in a metal stick, and I'll figure that shit out if you keep playing around. Yeah, become an engineer real fast. (laughs) I like that's why I like YouTube TV. But honestly, at the end of the day, it's like those things are starting to get expensive because of all the add-ons and things. Yep. And I will say, like, because we brought up, you know, as TV shows dying for like movie theaters, I, you know, there was a point during COVID I didn't think that it would rebound. But I feel like movie theaters are going to be like a staple. Like you can't get rid of movie theaters. Yeah. I do get that there's a generation that like likes to watch that stuff at home. Yep. But like Spider Man just released, and it's like the sixth most um, it was like the most viewed movie in like years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't see movie theaters. I don't see movie theaters going away. Um, that yeah. in itself, it's so ingrained in our way of life, and yeah. um, you know, it's just you know everybody loves going to the movies. Like that's not going it's away. An, it's an experience. It's like going to a concert. Yep. 
concerts aren't going away. You go there for the people, for the reaction, for the vibe, for the venue. And like, I don't see that going away, but I can see that if we didn't have theaters and people watch stuff at home, nobody's going to like pay attention anymore. They're just mm-hmm. in their phones and yeah. it's yeah. really bad. Like it's I don't think people are noise. paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. I think relative to the TV being dead question, like I, I think that, we're, soon, we're we're really close to that concept, especially now that you're starting to see like full these streaming services actually buy full networks and having exclusive mm-hmm, yeah. rights to networks yep. now. Like Hulu, it's, yep. it uh, is basically an exclusive streaming site to FX shows, where like mm-hmm. FX now has all of their shows and all their originals are all on Hulu, and you're seeing Netflix buy a bunch of ABC shows. What was it the Good Place and like uh, I think Good Place was ABC. I can't remember which one it was, but um, yeah, it's on Netflix. There, but I know it's on Netflix. I just can't remember what network it was from. Mm-hmm. But like you see them buy so many of these network shows, at, like you don't need cable now to watch those networks pretty much at all. Like maybe outside of sports, you know, that's kind of the last real thing that like cable television is really kind of hanging on to, and even that's fading pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, so it's kind of this like weird middle ground where we're, we're approaching that, that moment pretty quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but pay-per-view should be dead only yep. because I could see Netflix taking that and going, welcome to the Netflix fight of the night. <laughs> like yeah. they could yeah. just straight up take UFC, put it on Netflix and boy, would people mm-hmm. rage? Like that'd be amazing. Right. Oh, like, uh, I mean, and you don't want me to get down spectacle. that rabbit hole of bitching about <laughs> ESPN plus and UFC deals. It's like it. I can go to a long rabbit hole about that one. <laughs> that, that's what the metaverse is for. We're going to be able on to do another podcast online. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> put it on another podcast later. Yep. But uh, what was that? What else was there? I know. I know. Pat's a little limited on time. Yeah. Um, so basically, the next question, since we've already been talking about streaming, how do you guys feel about uh, you know them dropping all the episodes at once, or do you like it where it's like every week? And we'll start with you, Gums. Yeah, I don't got shit to do, so uh, drop it all at once. Okay, (laughs) drop it like it's hot. I want too short to be in there saying bitch. Like I want it all. Um, I like it that way because I don't like the I don't like the cliffhangers. I don't like to try to piece stuff together week after week. I mean, I wouldn't mind if you wanted to break it up like two episodes Mm -hmm. per week. Um, but that one episode a week stuff is kind of dying out. It's kind of dead because your attention spans now are so short and marketing is seeing that research is seeing that. So if you don't get a hit off that first season or those first few episodes and people are ingrained to want to see it, they just probably won't look at it again. So you have a very limited window. So Mm -hmm. I think that dropping it in whole is the new wave and the thing to do so they can start working on the next seasons and green lighting stuff. So what about you gums or Pat? (laughs) Um, I actually think it's really genre dependent. Um, like, I think it's easier to put out a whole season of like a 30, 30 minute comedy show and like have it really translate well to an audience. And I think that I, as a consumer, I'm really cool with that. I think it's easy to like, Hey, let's just binge through this, get some laughs, like kind of get through this, say it's all well and good. Like, mm-hmm. I think though that certain series and like, I think Netflix even does have this problem sometimes. Like, I don't know if like, if Narcos needs to be a whole season out at once kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I were saying like, well, and I compare that to shows like almost like it was like when the wire came out or game of Thrones and stuff like that. I really liked waiting that week for after a crazy cliffhanger and like mm-hmm. going into that, that next Sunday's episode. But like, I, I just don't, I think it's very genre specific. I think if they did that when they do that with something like, like it's always sunny. Obviously they did that when it was on network television and they still do that. But like, you know, relative to a streaming service, like I think that those types of shows, you can probably release a whole thing and it's not really going to do me one the wiser. Like, it's just like, it just is what it is. I'm going to get my laughs out of it. I'm going to watch as much of the season as I want. I'm going to watch the whole thing in a weekend. So I think it really depends on the genre of show that you're watching. Mm Mm-hmm. Kirby? That's fair. Um, I'm spoiled. Uh, I, I like mm-hmm. everything industry out at once so I can binge it and then I can move on to something else. Um, so I think what uh, Lauren and I just knocked out the new season of Cobra Kai in like two days. Because they're, they're half hour episodes. Like it's real quick. So I like knocking that out and then, you know, we're going to start watching something else. Um, I think uh, one of the more interesting things uh, recently, uh, Wheel of Time came out 
on uh, Amazon Prime, and I think they released mm-hmm. like the first two or three episodes like day one, and then like they would release one after. So people had a couple episodes to get into it and decide if they want to keep watching it. So I think that yeah. might be a good way for for streaming services to go if they are going to do a week by week, you know, day one drop a couple episodes let people get a feel for it and then they're hooked and they'll keep coming back week after week but um for yeah. me personally i just like it all out at once so i can binge it and then i'm going to start watching another show can can we can we and Seth, i think you still got to go but um i want us to really think about that why were they dropping it weekly just think about it for a second we don't have to answer right now but why were they dropping it weekly on network television okay so just could- think about it I'll answer it because it kind of leads into like my response anyway. So I think if you leave a show on a cliffhanger every week, it makes that person want to come back and watch that show more. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I do miss having that, like where, you know, you watch something on Netflix or, um, you know, one of the other streaming services, you get everything at once, which is cool, but I feel like it's not as exciting. Like when we were younger, you'd be like, oh, I can't wait for this next episode. Mm -hmm. And there's like excitement with that. So it brings you back to that channel, to that station to catch what's happening next week. So, uh, okay. Yeah. That's how okay. I feel about that. Well, here, I'm going to, I'm going to be real with you guys. Um, that's all a scam. And I'll say it like this. The reason that they put it weekly was so that you came back so that you watched their other shows on their network so that you watched their commercials and ads that people were paying for. Mm-hmm. And so that you had, you know, you had to have eyeballs on screens back then so that you could get sold all the goodies or watch the show before and watch the show after, et cetera, et cetera. So like for me, in my opinion, the way that this world's changing, I mean, the cliffhangers and stuff for us were more nostalgia now. Because they're not exactly selling us ad right on Netflix, right? They're not like after each season. Hulu does it. I think Hulu still does it, right, with ads. Yeah, and, um, depending on the, the subscription service or whatever, yeah. Right. So, like, if you really think about it from a logical standpoint, they weren't holding off a week to catch up. No, these guys had these whole seasons recorded already. Mm-hmm. And they released them weekly so you'd come back to watch their other network shows. So, it really wasn't about leaving you on edge. It was really about getting your eyeballs back to their screen so they could have better rating and reviews and viewership than than their competitors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely – I don't think that you can really debate that. I think that's that's obviously the, the definitely the, the case, right? Like, that's why, mm-hmm. like – Friday night. Oh no, it was like I think what was like the, the prime time. So it was like it was either Thursdays or Fridays at like the nine o'clock slot was like the most valuable slot on television or something like mm-hmm. that for mm-hmm. network take uh, cable for like the longest time, and like that that's where all the crazy ad spots were, yep. and that's like mm-hmm. what was the most valuable spots in television. But at the same time, I think that they're also it's also a product of its time in that you did really have to cliffhang them to make sure they came back. Cause if you paid all this yeah. money and made sure that you got in that slot, they didn't come back week two. <laughs> like you didn't make it to the end of the season. Yeah. It's like you yeah. had yeah. to do it. Like, so scam or not, like they knew they had to make sure that you came back. But, but, but yes, yeah. mm-hmm. especially for shows of that era, it was definitely designed to make sure that you watched the slot before it. Cause you usually had to catch the end of that slot. Yep. So it's like if you watch the last 15 minutes of the show like before the one you wanted to watch, you'd be like, wait, what was this crazy show? Or if you kept the TV on after and caught the first 15 minutes after, it might hook you on that too. Mm-hmm. Good. So it as long was as everybody like, knows the game. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think it's, <laughs> oh, I don't think it's debatable. I just think yeah. it's also it was also pretty necessary. Well, they're, yeah. Uh, yeah. they're continuing that you know that scam, as, as we're calling it, with uh, shows like um, I was like the Arrowverse on cw oh, yeah, like arrow just, flash uh, supergirl legends of tomorrow they kill them every were, they, season. were they all well they all cross over so you have to like well what the hell happened in this show on this episode yeah. when he was over here and so now you're seeing a lot of crossovers and tie-ins to other other shows and stuff to get people to watch you know this show or that show or whatever so now it's that's uh, pretty cool it's i mean i love it like i'm a sucker for shit like that like i am that target audience because i will watch <laughs> this other show to find out what's going on uh I'm too. <laughs> Imagine freaking they did Endgame as a TV show or oh, Infinity Jesus War. Christ. And then they just dropped all of that at once. That effect of the ending of Infinity War wouldn't have been the same. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> so we'll keep going here. <laughs> um, you know, with all the shows that we've seen over time, is there one show that each of you would bring back? And I'll start with myself here. For me, it's Chuck. 
I absolutely love that show. Um, and it just kind of like the ending just felt like it was kind of forced. I feel like the show got canceled and they kind of had to like do something last minute to make it fit in. But mm-hmm. it just, I feel like it from everything that that character went through to have the ending be like that and kind of like start over. I was just like, why, <laughs> why? So that, that for me is the one show I wish they bring back and just like, you know, fix that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Pat? I think from like, like shows like that from like a drama perspective and whatnot, whether they ended, if they ended good, it's like one of those ones where I'm like, I don't want to touch that. I like that memory. And then for a lot of the ones that maybe had a really good run and then ended poorly, I can't like, I'll be like, dude, just don't bother. Don't either. Cause I, I think my, I'm the pessimist that says don't screw it up even more. Like just <laughs> yeah. leave it as it is. You had don't your run, me. finish it up. We'll remember it as it is. I think for me, like for shows I'd want to bring back, it's more like, like I'd bring back community. Like those, like, like a, yeah. like a comedy show like that, where it's like, it would be so easy just to jump in it. Like, you know, you could really kind of make uh, something a little bit more out of it. And I think it, it would be, it would resonate really well with that audience. So I think that's kind of where I land on that subject. Nice. Uh, shows I'd bring back. Um, I mean, there's too many and there's a lot that I know I've forgotten. And so it's a really interesting question. Um, a few that I can think of is there was this show called I Am Not Okay With This. And it's basically about this girl who was like coming of age, had a crush on her best friend, um, was very tomboyish, didn't know her sexuality. And then all of a sudden she got superpowers, but she was also like had like abusive parents. And then she like blew somebody's head up with her superpowers. I don't know. It was it was a lot going on in there, but I really want you guys to watch it. Like it was a really good flick. And I just wish that one would have kept going. Um, there's another one called Misfits. Misfits mm-hmm. is a little older, Misfits, but yeah. um, it's actually an over the season. It's kind of like The Office, where it started off over the pond and then it came over to like America and stuff. So Misfits is basically about a group of people who also get abilities, um, and they're not so you know their life's not so simple. They're all um, pris- not even prisoners. They, they do like community service and stuff. They're teenagers, um, but they're learning about their abilities. And some of them are just really jacked up their abilities. And so they kill some people on accident or they do messed up stuff. And uh, that's another show I'd really like to see back on. Mm-hmm. Curbs. I am torn on. I mean, there are so many, um, but uh, there was a uh, show on sci-fi. I think it ran three seasons. Uh, called dark matter um great show uh, i love that show and you know season three ended on such this like this crazy cliffhanger and then they canceled it um i'm still pissed about it uh so i would definitely bring back uh dark matter um and like guilty pleasure 24 never never matter it doesn't matter what season of 24 you're on there's always something going on jack bauer is always in some sort of trouble <laughs> Um, I love Kiefer Sutherland, so I I could watch you know another five seasons of him just doing whatever the hell it is he has to do that season. But um, I almost forgot. Hmm. Oh, sorry, finish what you're uh, saying. Say, but but fire. Or no, I'm sorry. Uh, Dark Matter is like my my number one. For, I was gonna say too because I forgot about this show. But The Magicians, I absolutely oh, yeah. love that show, and it got canceled, and they yeah. just decided to throw like kind of the ending together because mm-hmm. I think they were filming when it got canceled, but they weren't able to do it justice. And I really want that show to come back because it just was so. It was a good show for it sure. Really good. I so, just staying on the that? 24 thing. I feel like 24 was that era of network television with like specifically with like cop and spy shows mm-hmm. where it was like, <laughs> yep. let's just make the most outlandish story humanly <laughs> yeah. possible. Exactly. And just like, and give it like a Jason Bourne background. Like, yeah. you know, like just like <laughs> let them run. Like, and just no <laughs> one will question hours. it. And it worked. It was got me too. Like Stabler's Jason, <laughs> Jason Bourne. Yeah. It's like, it's so like, like branch of the same product. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Really would. What a time to be alive, right? man. What a time. Early 2000s <laughs> and 90s, undefeated. Oh, wow. Yeah. So- <clears throat> hey, everyone. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Rolling Credits Podcast. If you're watching this video on YouTube, please drop us a like, hit that subscribe button. If you are listening to the audio-only version of this podcast, please consider giving us a five-star rating. It really helps us out. Now, let's keep it rolling. So with the shows we wanted to bring back, you know, 
there are so many shows that just ended so poorly that mm-hmm. we're just like, why did you even like bother? So um, that's what I want to ask you guys. Which show did you like hate the ending on? Like, what was the worst ending for you guys? So we'll start with you, uh, Kirby. Mm, that's a really hard one because my knee-jerk <laughs> reaction is Game of Thrones. Right. Fuck D&D. The, fuck both of them. Uh, yeah. they, they str- <laughs> I can't even go back and watch earlier seasons because I know how shitty that show ended. Um, but also how I met your mother. I think, I think the ending of, I think the ending of how I met your mother just completely invalidated the entire series. Um, but Robin, you know, um, but no, no, I think, uh, you know, game of Thrones, they just did that entire series. So dirty. Um, and, you know, it was rushed. They were given, I think, a total of, like, 10 to 12 episodes to wrap everything up. And they are like, oh, no, we'll do it in eight. And then they just rushed everything. It was the, the dumbest shit ever. They will forever go down as, like, the worst TV, you know, producers, writers, whatever. Like, just ever. Because they're, they're fucking terrible. And you I saw they tried to give them... Oh, go ahead, Pat. I said, I think that's, that's part of, like, the inherent problem with the last two seasons of Game of Thrones. Is I don't think that the events the fact that they actually happened like in the way that they happened that's not what angers people about the ending of that show is that typically in a game of thrones season is that those things will happen and you might not like necessarily the fact that they happen but they set them up over like entire episodes or maybe a whole episode not a whole lot happens but it makes episode 12 just such a payoff right you know, and they, they just didn't do that. So by the time you get the, tw- the episode eight, you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, what am I looking at? Like, so that that was a big one for me, too. Like, I was such a Game of Thrones nerd and I was so pissed off. Like, yeah, but I was going to say D&D, both of those guys were helmed with doing a Star Wars project and Disney was like, nope, we're not oh, doing yeah. that. So they canned it. Well, isn't so, it like the rumor was that they um, they rushed the end of Game of Thrones to do this Star Wars thing and the backlash was so supposedly. bad they got just kicked off, <laughs> which yeah. they deserve. Well, like, you know, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I think for me personally, and then we'll end with you gums. Um, I think personally, it's also Game of Thrones just because like Jon Snow's character arc just doesn't make any sense. Like if you go through the whole entire season, uh, like the whole series, he's supposed to be the one who kills the white Walker. It's not him. And then he's built up to be like the King. And then he just goes back to the wall. Yeah. Like what was the point of having that character? <laughs> there wasn't. Like, yeah. Yeah. It just didn't make sense to me. And then like the, the Danny thing of her becoming like evil, like you could see that coming from a mile away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like to my point here is that, I think you could have set those up so much deeper, like gotten so mm-hmm. much further into Danny's rage and like set that up so well over three or four episodes and then let her snap. Yeah. She snaps like two episodes in and yeah. you're like, what the hell? <laughs> like, 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 yeah. and, and Jamie <laughs> and Cersei did not, they deserved a worse death. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just fell some bricks on them. <laughs> Gums, are you continuing the trend or what? I mean, I mean, I think that's fair. I think that's probably the one where you're like, what, what? Like even me as not having known any of the back lore or anything. I mean, I was just kind of like, what? I really, I really don't know. I think there was a lot of crappy endings because they just had to get stuff down. I mean, mm-hmm. shit. Roseanne had a shitty ending. Oh, it didn't yeah. make sense. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's like a lot to go off of. Um, I really don't have an answer for this. So I, I have to say this isn't something I have an answer for because, um, I would probably just agree with you guys on this because it was one of the few shows that I was like, what the hell happened here at the end? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it almost reminded me of uh, Aragon, the movie, or Dragon Ball Z. Ah, Dragon uh, Ball one Z. Of the, one of the worst <laughs> shit I've ever seen of all time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's my answer. I don't have much for you. Sorry. Yeah. Can I actually pose a, a bit of a question in here about yeah, please, sure. kind of a different twist like on the same question? Like, dude... Hey, was anybody here big Sopranos fan? Yeah. I You're never a big actually Sopranos watched guy? it. Yeah, great show, phenomenal show. Mm-hmm. So then, Seth, I'll kind of ask you about the ending of that show. Because, yeah. in my opinion, Sopranos, the final season, is phenomenal. The actual season itself. 
But especially if you ask kind of the old heads that watched it on, on cable television, I used to have the big box set of all the VCRs, uh, the VHSs, like in uh, sitting on like my uh, ma- parents' mantle or something like that, that they'd watch when I got older and stuff like that. Bunch of VCRs. Yeah, a bunch of V, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that, that last episode is super controversial in and of itself just because of the way that it just, you know, I'm sure even if you guys haven't seen it, you guys understand the the reference to oh, the yeah. end of the episode just yeah. cutting to black. Yep. Right. So where does that kind of fall for you in this same kind of conversation? Because that last season is so highly regarded, but that's so episode that last episode is so back and forth with how people feel about it for the ending of a of a show. I feel like for me to answer that question, it's like this it was only one episode, so it's like it doesn't take that big of a hit. Whereas like Game of Thrones, that whole last season just didn't feel right. Yeah. 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 And I and I agree with you on that, but at the same time, it is like Sopranos, especially at its at its peak, was handedly the most popular show on television. wasn't even fucking close. Yeah. Right. And it was HBO's like one of the massive shows that had so many seasons, and the payoff for the end of the show was just a black frame, and as they all walk into a diner, it just. <laughs> The show basically just like didn't end. Mm-hmm. You could you want to talk about shows you could bring back? You could bring back The Sopranos and and start it in the next frame, and it would start off in the exact same spot. Mm-hmm. And they you did that with Dexter. <laughs> I feel they did that with Dexter. Yeah. They brought it back. Yeah, yeah. You you would hate The Sopranos if they did that. True. Because it wouldn't be what what it was. You know what that's, I mean? That's true. You'd that's wreck something. True. That's probably why they ended it like that. But like speaking of, so are you, or so Pat, are you saying like, can one episode ruin the entire season? Is yes. that kind of like what and you're saying? And can it botch like almost a whole show? I think so. I think so. I think it's always about how you finish, man. It's not about how you start. It's how you finish. That's kind of a life lesson. Um, and I think that if, if you build something up to that grander and you don't finish strong, there's always going to be ridicule and stuff that yeah. forever shadows it. Now, if you're going for that, though, if you want to become a legend and you kind of want people to talk about you for eternity, like that's a good way to do it. Sure. Um, but there's very few shows out there that I think have such great endings because they've hit their pinnacle so high that they can't go above it. Um, Wire hit that same spot. Wire's last season is wildly pretty much hated. Like it's just not something, and that show's phenomenal. Love that show, but that last season is just isn't the same. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z has the same issue. They just keep powering these motherfuckers up. They just can never kill them. So, <laughs> Kirby, did you have uh, any input here? Um, I mean, I, I mean, I agree. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, never watched Sopranos, but I know that um, that last episode because it is so just like infamous like and it's it divides people so much like you know some people absolutely love the way that it ended and some people absolutely freaking hate it um so so yeah i, I think like- i think scrubs was kind of the same way oh, um yeah. scrubs yeah. was great like it was that had a weird ending yeah it was it was a solid series and then like i guess it's the whole last season was kind of whatever um, you can tell they're on their way out. Yeah, yeah, they just kind of fizzled. Um, and what was it? Uh, I can't remember what show it was, but they're like, you know, we want to s- stop when we're at a high point and not like fizzle out because you'll have shows like Supernatural that run 15 seasons. <laughs> and granted, I do love Supernatural, but you know, it's gone on a little too long. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think you know, if you don't wrap it up correctly, like you can just absolutely ruin the everything that you've built so. I, I think we're seeing a trend here though too is like hbo just doesn't know how to finish a show <laughs> game of thrones sopranos the leftovers they can Wire. never make it on yeah. tv like <laughs> they can never make it on real tv <laughs> <laughs> hbo figure it out man the best way the most fun ways i've seen to wrap up like series is the classic bring everybody back in a nostalgia rush of beautiful stuff (laughs) and then end it like you know bring every all these cool main characters back from not dead characters but just like characters back that went away mysteriously and just bring them all back have these nostalgia kicks have like a really cool like power up or um something strong happened to the character that makes them even better or superior and then kind of end it that way without, you know, I still think the best TV show ending 
especially in, in recent memory, is still probably got to be Breaking Bad. Oh, like, yeah. Um, yeah. Breaking Bad's one of the ones that, like, was such an intense show that wrapped it up so well. And it was because it was, it was this, like, had a little bit of the cliffhang, but it was still, like, you know, Walt got, like, really what he deserved. Jesse's so battered and broken, fucking, like, finally breaking out in a way um from like the clutches of that that life a little bit and i think that was one that i mean that show obviously very poetic in nature all the way through but like it it definitely was was one i thought they did a really good job with that yeah that's That's fair cross my fingers for ozarks oh yeah i was just about to bring that up the finale (laughs) uh, series finale is in a couple weeks and i hope that show ends good because that is a fantastic show fantastic it's it's funny too. You bring up Breaking Bad, so I always wanted to watch that show, but uh, I turned it on TV because they were doing like a rerun of all the episodes, and because I'd never seen it. And the episode that I turned on, it said first episode, but it was the last episode. So <laughs> oh. I watched the whole ending, uh, and I was like, shit. oh. So well, I, I can't justify going back and like watching the whole show now that I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> must have been, uh, yeah. been real TV that got it you was. like that. It was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been that good old cable TV. <laughs> <laughs> Them commercials. So speaking of nostalgia, I know you brought that up, Gums. What was your guys' favorite cartoon growing up? You know, we're, we're, we we have some favorites, I'm sure. So we'll start with you, uh, Kirby. Um, The X-Men cartoon. Uh, so, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm old. Uh, I remember, uh, when I was little, uh, going to, I think it was pizza hut and like got some certain meal yeah. and got a VHS with <laughs> yeah. a couple episodes of the X-Men cartoon. And that was, you know, that was my introduction to like the comic book world, like that whole deal. So that really launched me on this, this nerd journey. Uh, what a time to be alive, right? And oh, we got good news. X Men's coming back on Disney Plus. Yep. X Men '97. Yeah. Now I've been watching. Uh, like I watched through everything when they uploaded it to uh, Disney Plus, and I'm I'm definitely going to be watching the rest of it. But uh, but yeah, X Men was was hands down my favorite my favorite cartoon when I was younger. Gums. Man, I got too damn many men. Like <laughs> um, Ronin Warriors was a big for me. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but it was like Power Rangers with samurai armor. Um, it's called Ronin Warriors. Um, uh, what is it? Thundercats um, was one of my favorites. Uh, I've got other ones like the Mighty Ducks. That was oh, sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you've got like the Nickelodeon ones, or like Recess, uh, Hey Arnold. Um, I really loved Gargoyle, which I think oh, was like yeah. a Disney so show. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, it is. Like, bro, don't even start me on these freaking things, man. Because, like, I will go down some journeys with you. There's too many Voltron. Um, mm. I will Beetleborgs, bro. Oh, you don't even yeah. know my my limits here, but uh, there's quite a few. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Curves? I already Pat, went. but Pat. you know, <laughs> <laughs> you already went. I I, uh, I I was a I was a classic SpongeBob kid, just through and through. Like had, had to do it. I was a, I was at every, I was a SpongeBob kid held through middle school. I was like, I didn't care. I thought this was great. I remember I had a high school girlfriend give me the complete third season of SpongeBob, like on DVD for Christmas one year when I was like a junior in high school. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> nice. Like, so <laughs> it was probably hung on to that a little too long. I'm pretty sure it's still in my car right now. But it's <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those things that just always kind of stuck with me, but yeah, I'm an OG SpongeBob kid. You don't have to lie to us. We know you like Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. did love that Mighty Duck show. That Mighty Duck show was mm-hmm. lit. Sick, yeah. dude. Yeah. So for me, it's got to be Scooby Doo. I absolutely oh, yeah. love Scooby Doo growing up. Like just them solving mysteries. You know, Shaggy and Scooby were just getting high in the back of the van. Even oh, they got the munchies every episode. Yeah. <laughs> I never realized that until I got older, but that Same. that's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, some of the dog shows were great. Like Scooby Doo is awesome. Courage the Cowardly Dog. Mm-hmm. Um, Courage Cowardly Dog was wild. Yeah, that yeah. was such a wild concept for kids. Yeah, that was a cool. That was cool. <laughs> Pinky and the Brain. Man, there was so there's, many good cartoons. Yeah, there there really was. There was some that like 
like okay for instance i'm tell you guys might not like me for this but like i found animaniacs to be very annoying yes. um i found edit and eddie to be highly annoying but it was somewhat okay um i no. found there was this one I, I i remember in my brain freakazoid is it called oh, it's like this yeah. blue dude yeah. who's all freakazoid. crazy like there's a couple on there that i really just like didn't understand but i'll tell you that um i also found my love of anime when i was a young kid and it was on uh toonami and i was watching the real adventures of johnny quest now if anybody's oh, ever yeah. seen johnny quest yep. the real adventures yep. johnny quest starts in like 1964 man your parents probably know about this and um your grandparents for some of you right out there um but the real adventures of johnny quest was like the first cartoon to take it into vr and then also to to upgrade their animation within their cartoon i don't know how to explain that it's like watching zoids which is another good one um it's amazing check it out but um that's where i found like dragon ball z um and all the rest of the shows i ended up growing up to watch man toonami shout out and love i had oh I'd yeah remiss yeah. not to shout you out if you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to check out my movie and TV show review page called According to Seth. So it's at According to Seth, and I'm on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube for some more amazing content and some fun clips. So make sure you stop by. So we got time for one more question here, uh, and I wanted to bring this one up. So I feel like animation and like animated shows have really like adapted with our generation and they've become more adult. Like there still is kid shows, but do you have like a show, for example, like Rick and Morty um, or one of those shows that you enjoy watching right now? And we'll start with you gums. Huh. Dude, I love anime, bro. So let's just take those off the table. Cause I don't think that's what you're talking about. Um, so that's a style, that's a style change, but I love anime. A lot of people nowadays love anime. It's becoming very, very popular from a young age, but I had to go through it when that shit wasn't cool, but I was also a jock, so I didn't give a shit. So whatever. Um, I would say that some of like the, I think Rick and Morty's hilarious. I think South Park will forever be number one. Um, the Simpsons is great. I think the Simpsons set up a lot of the shows that we love today for their style of humor. The Simpsons was like the tamest on air you could get with being over the top. And then you had South Park and then you had American dad. Then you had family guy, like all those, all those kind of running together. Um, I think there's a, there's one on Netflix called PD something. Um, oh yeah, I've seen that. So so that's good. Um, but I still think the the best writing and the coolest adventures is probably Rick and Morty right now, as far as like cartoonish adult animation. I do feel like The Simpsons like walked so that South Park could run. Like if 100%. they cra- if they kind of creaked it open, like South Park really kicked it off the hinges. South Park was is like for me like just one of the greatest is like even just animated non-animated is still one of the greatest out there right yeah um some of the writing that they did like in just like and i don't know if you guys ever saw those documentaries about what they did about how about like the prep for the episodes about how they go in and they're turning it into to comedy central like 15 minutes before it airs and like all the things they did for i remember like obama and mccain's election it was like they had two episodes ready to go and like the moment the ballots were counted they had one for that election like the way that they were able to do like topical subjects i just remember like watching those episodes and being like that story that they're referencing came out two days ago what just happened like it's pretty crazy same with the simpsons like they can tell the future oh yeah yeah yeah. that's hey that's that's not some crazy shit but yeah it's uh but South Park really was like it, it was vulgar, but it was so nuanced, and it was like so topical because they really hit you pretty hard in a sense that you had to laugh because you knew it was funny, even if it ticked you off. Like mm-hmm. there was nothing you could do about it. Like, and just the way they did that with just such a middle finger to everybody in the audience was so great. Hundred percent. Yeah. Caribs, what do you got for us? Uh, my so modern animated. I think my favorite has to be Archer. Um, that just oh, yeah. that that just that style of humor sits so well with me. Um, so it, it's got to be Archer. I mean, like Seth, you and I have had this conversation before. I don't really watch a whole lot of animated stuff. Yeah. So so it's kind of limited. Like I've watched you like Family Guy, um, but Archer is kind of the one that that really um, that really resonates well with me. So. That would be my. I'll have to, I'll have to check that out, Curbs, because mm-hmm. I didn't like Archer. I didn't like Bo Jackman. Mm-hmm. 
I'll have to check them back out as now that I'm older and like can like Archer's great. understand it. Yeah, I Archer's do a great show. I, do like I Archer. love Archer. I think the later seasons, like it's kind of it started to kind of taper off a little bit in like the last like two seasons a little bit. I, I don't find it as funny. Yeah, but yeah. those first like I want to say it's like four seasons, mm-hmm. four maybe five seasons are yeah. hilarious and that's, that's all like, i've watched too i haven't watched anything recent <laughs> yeah i think the most recent seasons part it's like it, they really got screwed right around i think it's like season three mm-hmm. and it, the reason that they do is because the name of their spy organization in the first three seasons is isis <laughs> yeah. and yeah, they, they literally have to and i they the producers of the show literally had to change the name of like the central plot point of this show because of ISIS yeah, kind of thing. So I think that they were able to take it from there and create a couple seasons that were still super funny, mm-hmm. but like that core, like kind of breakdown of the show, I think really hurt these like last, like two seasons of that show. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Great run. That's another one where you're like, man, that's just like, so unfortunate <laughs> like, yeah. like you had to choose like the international secret intelligence service or something like that it's like what they did it as yeah like man that sucks like so for me and i kind of want to go circle back to that but for me I, bob's burgers i absolutely love that show like any mood i can just put it on on the background and just sit there and watch it like louise like one of my favorite characters just such a fun show and it's literally just about a dad who cooks burgers and all of their shenanigans throughout the town like it's pretty awesome (laughs) but it is crazy like you know 2021 and like all of this stuff is like it's not weird for an adult to watch like a bob's burgers or something like that it's like the nerds are winning guys the nerds (laughs) are winning yeah facts (laughs) the uh when i knew that was true is um Robot Chicken, man. I fell in love with Robot Chicken. That's when I knew the nerds were winning. Oh, like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was like, this is great. <laughs> I think you definitely yeah. see it in kind of gums. You kind of brought it up about like how much popular anime is now. Like, the amount of yeah. people that are, are watching like Attack on Titan or Jujutsu oh, Kaisen, yeah. like, they're, yeah. they're, they all stream on HBO. Those are big name networks picking up like new anime shows for American audiences. Mm-hmm. And like that's something that... You start to see like that culture that maybe would have been like suppressed in like 2001, you know, is like now like pretty mainstream. And granted, we don't again, we don't consume the same way we used to. So you're not seeing the Yu-Gi-Oh and the Pokemon, which are also anime, right? (laughs) Some of our favorite stuff is anime. But like you're not seeing all these cartoons that we used to see anymore in our faces like they used to be Nickelodeon, like Cartoon Network, we're not seeing that anymore. It's all like, hey, you're getting your stuff off Netflix and stuff like that. And a lot of that is anime. So that's kind of where that's really coming from, in my opinion. And I'd uh, love to discuss it sometime. But mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have to all watch some anime so we can so we can catch up on that episode. You might just have to do it yourself, bro. I got a <laughs> few good ones, podcast. There you go. I got a good one. There you go. <laughs> so I hope everybody enjoyed the podcast today. Maybe you got some new favorite shows you want to check out. Um, But with that being said, Gums, send us out, baby. Tune into our podcast on your favorite streaming services or maybe even television. (laughs) Anyways, let's keep it rolling. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Rolling Credits Podcast. Be sure to give us a listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Google Play, or a full video recording on our YouTube page. And be sure to check us out on our social medias at Rolling Credits Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you. We'll catch you on the next one.